Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. My name is Jason Diakite, and as always, I'm here with my dear brother and co-host, Chef Marcus Samuelson. You're listening to This Moment, the transatlantic bridge connecting Stockholm, Sweden to Harlem, USA. And to kick things off in this brand spanking 2021, we have a very special interview. One that we did recently with the mega-talented, award-winning, Gambian and Swedish artist extraordinaire, Saina Bosi. She's got tons of classic songs like Younger, Hard Time, Remember, Good In You. I could go on forever, guys. Long story short, Saina Bo's a hit maker, visionary, and she's a pioneer. She also has this beautiful energy that I just know you're going to feel in just a short moment. And she's a good friend of mine. As artists, we're both working on pushing the envelope of what being a Black artist in Sweden today means and of inspiring people of the diaspora, not only in Sweden, but in the entire Nordics. Join us as we chat with her about Gambian culture and influence, about music, what she's cooking, and just her creative approach and a lot of music in three, two, one. This is moment. 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 Welcome to this moment, Seda Bussi. Thank you. Woo. Wow. That was the greatest introduction of all time. Thank you. <laughs> what an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming out. Of course. We're of excited. Course. Can we can you tell the energy is great. Yes. We're excited. <laughs> so how has 2020 been for you? Like yeah, how's it been? It's been it's been weird but also wonderful. I think I'm one of those like very lucky people that haven't had my life too affected. Mm. Cuz I was supposed to be in a studio anyways and we're like three people in a studio all the time so it's not a problem really. Yeah. But it's weird of course. And I think it's starting to get really weird right now. Yeah. yeah. Right now cuz everyone was like living off of the hope of maybe this will end sometime mm-hmm. this year but it won't. So the second wave came back oh, and geez. it's yeah. it strong. Do you think it impacted your writing like has was it too early to uh, um that the pandemic has impacted your writing or not? No, not that much. I think one of the things I've done this year and I I, I decided that long time ago is to let a lot of other people write for me. So I haven't been writing that much. I've been focusing more on maybe melodies and productions and just bringing back a vibe and a new vibe. I'm kind of trying to reinvent myself without getting too far off, you know. So that's what I'm doing. Where are you going? What do you mean? Where are you going? No, but not like in. I didn't like myself before. (laughs) But same emotion is coming back. No, but I I just started working with new people, which is wonderful. and we've been trying to find a great kind of vibe and something that, like, I think I love experimental music all the time. I just want to hear something I feel like I haven't heard. So what are you what are you channeling right now? What are you? What, R&B. You, R&B. R&B. Like, yes. Are we talking SWV? Are we oh, talking? Yes, yeah. a little bit of it, but more so maybe Lauryn Hill and, okay, and that kind yeah. of vibe and the way of singing that taught me how to sing just to, mm. to bring back that the influences I had when I was younger when I'd listen to like Jill Scott and Lauren Hill and mm-hmm. Destiny's Child all day and try to just mimic them and do I think I've lost a little bit of that sometimes in my music so I'm just trying to bring it back do you remember the moment like the moment when you decided that you wanted to become an artist oh wow um 
No, but I remember being very young, kind of like daydreaming in music videos mm. when I was maybe like seven, eight, nine, something like that. But your father was a musician in Gambia, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you, you really had music in, in, in your life at early age. What type of music did your father perform and sing? Uh, professionally, he performed Balakh most of the time. Mm -hmm. Balakh with kind of a, a Western touch because the songwriting, I think, kind of was a little bit more influenced by like they love James Brown, I know. Mm -hmm. And, and stuff for like our that. audience, for those who haven't been to the Senegambia, the Senegal or Gambia, the Wolof speaking, mm -hmm. the, the the main Wolof speaking countries mm -hmm. that don't know what Mbalakh is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about Mbalakh. What is that? It's a West African kind of cultural music, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a, maybe if you've heard Yusundu. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yes, the yes, biggest, yeah, the that's the biggest Mbalak yeah, yeah. artist, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, bet, I remember going to Yusundu's club in Dakar and you know, and Yusundu is playing and it's oh, like, bop, bop, bop. Yeah. it's like up tempo. Yeah. And he had like All he had time. three percussionists and three mm. um, rhythm, three talking drummers. Yeah. Crazy. So it, like the drum beats are there, it's really up tempo, and yeah. people are doing this really they're dancing to the to the double tempo. Yeah, oh, that's and what they're, they're just doing, like, right? So everybody's dancing like super slow to this super fast music, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. just the energy is just well, it's the energy of the drum. Yeah, it is. It mm. is. You and know, my dad was a drummer, so I listened was, to that in know? reggae music basically all my. All One of the blessings you learn when you're an adopted kid is like I was cooking in Dakar, and we also went to uh, we actually went to a concert as well. And what you learn as an adopted Swedish Ethiopian kid is like. Certain things know your lane. When they do the slow dance with a double move, know your lane. Don't yeah, yeah. bust out. Don't try. Don't, don't bust try. out. No, I don't try don't, either. I don't I, try I either. I'm like, scared. That is a completely different level. And also with your sword, and, and it's spiritual because the voices that he adds to it, mm. right? Mm. It's like screaming from the top of the... It is. Coming from the yeah. water all the way into the to the beach or something mm -hmm. like that. It, it is. It is like a spiritual experience to watch watch him live you know yeah, yeah. my yeah. dad told me one thing about that vocal thing mm. that they do they do something apparently that's called in Wolof is touch bat it means like breaking your voice so they sing underwater to kind of do something with their oh, vocals wow. and sometimes they like dig holes in the sand and scream down in the sand he told me wait a minute is this, your, is this the secret is this how you got that amazing <laughs> voice that you have <laughs> nah this is genetics he did all the <laughs> he did all of that no um I wish I would like to try it because I just think I mean to me CeeLo Green if you've heard it mm -hmm. yeah, he kind of has the same yeah, yeah. voice like mm -hmm. that's it's a very interesting way of crazy it. it's channeling Something. you know ancestry legacy spirits pain yeah. a lot but also it. joy Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. One thing that I love about your music is it it's universal. Thank mm. you. It's like deeply human. Boom, Thank you. Deeply like, human. Thank you. you don't even have to. You could go and say, yeah, she was raised in Sweden. You could if you needed to. But also it's to. universal. <laughs> Thank you, know you I mean? so much. And, Thank you. And, um, you know, on, on my playlist, your your music is squeezed in somewhere between Angie. Oh. Your aunties are Andy. Angie, Jill. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and this, I mean, Lauren Hill is a good completely different subject for me but oh. you're right in there by the <laughs> thank queen thank you so. wow that's crazy thank and Nina you. Simone, you know i love all of them of course mm. and i think just like being in these kind of different environments i've had to navigate understand people in a different way and mm. it makes for like a good subject when you write a song to actually understand the root of the problem i think so yeah. i think my like double dual heritage has really given me given me a lot when it comes to writing I songs that, i mean that is the source for all three of us i think in mm. this room because having this multiple heritages yeah. multiple identities you know that in bet- the in between space that we all have you know that's, that's such a deep source of storytelling and and emotion and because i was going to say there's something There's something about the, uh, you, you know, you say sweet, sweet Ethiopians, uh, you, but the sweet Gambians. <laughs> nice. yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because people of Gambian heritage are so, uh, uh, there's so much like Swedish Gambian excellence in Sweden, <laughs> especially <laughs> in music, nice. you know. It's true, yeah. it's true. But it's also, I feel like it's about choices. And the three of us as black people, we, we, took our privilege and used it in a different way, right? You command the English language better than anyone, but you choose to speak to your art in Swedish, for example. Mm. I I remember the day when I was thinking about, should I go to stuff coming from Gotham or not coming from Stockholm, which we three share that yeah. in a way, right? Yeah. So, that, that, so and that's a big thing. And I remember yes. the day when I was like, should I go and try to make it in Stockholm? And I was like, literally like, I can model God in the world. Yeah, because th- that choice of being, hey, why, why not just try it? And even with your music, for me, this is not like you didn't try to go some Swedish linear path. You're like, no, this is for real. Like this is real R and B for real. It's just you know, it just comes naturally, and I think it's maybe being able to choose that. I think everyone has the capacity to kind of find music within them, mm. but I feel like that space in between is also you know it, a lot of times it gets really lonely there. But mm. my dad kind of made sure mm. from a young age to tell me that that's the special gift. Like that's what you have that people don't have. You have to find something positive with it and understand that that's like the superpower. And to me, in your, and I like the superpower thing, because, you know, growing up, being who we were in this country, at least I, from a young age, kind of internalized the impression that it was uh, an obstacle, something I had to overcome or mask or camouflage or hide, you know, or be ashamed of, but have then come to grow to feel that, wow, this is my... This is my infinite source. This is my superpower. This is my 
energy that I could channel. But taking it back, because your first EP was called For Maudu. Yes. For your dad. Mm -hmm. And somehow between the lines in your art and in your person, I just, I really get the sense that you deeply miss your dad. Oh, very much so. Very much so. I think I missed him when he was here, too. Mm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I've always missed him. I've always um, loved being around him. And I think a, a great thing about Gambian culture that sometimes can go sideways, but is that you, you're required to sit down and listen. You're mm -hmm. not the center of attention, you know what I mean? <laughs> As a kid, like, you get yeah. to... So I always got to, like, be with him and sit mm -hmm. and listen. I think that gave me so much. And there's a lot of wisdom that... He just spoke all the time that I kind of um, took to heart. And, and more so, like the main thing being him always telling me that you already know the answer. Like, you know mm -hmm. what the answer to your problem is. And I think that's just a great teacher. I'm very grateful for that. Where did the, I mean, your voice is so powerful. Where did, where did you realize, I, I have this, I can flex, I have a, I have a voice that is... Very unique and different, clear. When when were you a teenager? Were you in your early twenties? Like when did that really? I blossom? was probably a teenager, but I think my voice has always been something that I've had, but not thought so much about. Mm. I, I do it because I think it's fun, and all of those years when I kind of did it all the time to become better was just for fun. Oh. Like mm. I, I just loved singing, and and my mom kind of understood that I was good at it and put me in some schools and. And I realized that people were happy when I sang, mm. and that was kind of my my way of just contributing to to people's happiness. So, do you, do you find yourself sometimes at the point where where, the, where what you did once just for for the joy of it has become too much of a job? And Absolutely. How, how do you overcome that? I hate, for example, making demos and then mm. trying to sing them again the exact way. Because for me, singing is a very one-take thing. Mm. It's a freestyle. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to say that I'm ever going to be able to do the same thing twice because I really, I really can't. Like, I don't enjoy that at all. Mm. It's just, it has to be, because I've been analyzing a lot, but um, what I analyze is lyrics. I analyze sounds and structures, mm -hmm. but not the singing part. Has to feel good, otherwise I don't. I don't. That's the only thing I have. Just as I thought that it was time to say goodbye, I see you in the corner of mine, smiling like you never say goodbye. And barely hold your gaze, and I'm not shy. The words escape me as you pass on by. Take us back to Halmstad. So yeah. you're from, uh, uh, I'd say, uh, a mid-sized Swedish yeah. town on the Swedish west coast. Mm -hmm. and, and But you decide at a young age to actually take the step and move to Stockholm. Yeah, and you were the reason. Like, basically, See, that, the reason. This, I was just I'm fishing so out this. I already knew about. this. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, just want, I just want to establish that, all right? No, but everyone has to understand. Like, Jason yeah. was the only person that looked like, yes, where's the sound? Great. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, no, but I, I'd never seen people be artists from Sweden mm. and that looked like me. You were yeah. the, the, the only one. And a big influence, and I was just obsessed. I know all your lyrics. But mm. I listened also um, to your radio program that oh. you had. That was oh. uh, Pietre Hip Hop. You know the most common word on that radio show, oh, by the what? way? <laughs> what? Fit. Fet. Yeah, fet. Fet. kind of came in and ruined the Swedish language. For all you nah. listeners who don't know or are too young or in other countries, I had a show on Swedish national radio for a good 10 years called P3 Hip Hop. Wonderful. And uh, it was the only nationally syndicated. <laughs> 
syndicated hip hop radio show. But anyway, so so you decide how old were you when you moved to Stockholm? A fifteen, because I heard you talk 15. about a hip hop gymnasium. Mm-hmm. And what's that in English? Um, gymnasium. Yeah, high, like school. A high school. High school. Yeah. You know, like like LaGuardia in mm-hmm. New York would mm-hmm. be something like that. And I had plans. I was like, I'm gonna go do this super like study thing, extra hard, and mm-hmm. become a lawyer, or whatever. I thought. Um, and then I heard that, and I said, I'm gonna apply just to see yeah. if I can get in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went there, and I was just blown away by the school. Oh, mm-hmm. and because I emailed you, and I was like, what was that school you were talking about? And you answered. Oh, and I, you know, I can That's see great. the email, like the print screen of the email still, because mm-hmm. it was so important. Thank mm-hmm. you. But think about mm-hmm. that story. For me, I just want to distill that story, because we need, as creative, to see people that look like us. That it's possible. And, and yeah. it's like, Absolutely. it doesn't matter what era, what field. We just need to see. I remember one time, or searching, searching, you know, just becoming a chef. I bought a cookbook because there was a guy who had long hair mm-hmm. because he just broke the mold of mm-hmm. these traditional French chefs, mm-hmm. how they look mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. He smoked and he had long hair. Still a white guy. And he's an amazing chef, Marco Pierre White. But I was like, you can have long hair mm-hmm. and be a chef. Wow, there's going to be room for me at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So other, and mm-hmm. that the fact also that you... Got back to saying that's that, that's also a big deal. Absolutely, I will be honest and say I didn't answer all my. I, I still don't answer all my fan mail, but I'm happy I answered that one. Thank you. I'm very happy I answered that. But uh, can I know, hear the favor need... coming back? Though I hear yeah. like I hear the favor coming back because here's here's where we're dropping it. No pressure, but this is a studio, and guess what? Jason is working on his album. Oh, I know. And you're working on your album. Oh, so we talked. Oh no no no. We, we you know we meet we meet. Sainable played me a few of her tracks i yeah. played a few of my tracks and you know i i'm you know it's, it's once so the world once you it. share the stuff you're working on now with the world it's next level i, I know so. you're gonna just Tried. and and seeing all that mm-hmm. you know taking it back to like we mentioned lauren and angie and jill and all the american like what did like when burner boy came into your life what happened then? But my thing with, with Afrobeat is also that I didn't like it at all for a long mm. time mm. until he made some really good songs and mm-hmm. I started to listen. And I just think he's wonderful. And he's, the music yeah. is, of course, great, but mm. just the energy that he comes with, the yeah, kind absolutely. of, I'm not taking any bullshit, don't ask me no dumb questions. I love that. It's just mm. that fella Kuti kind of I fire. Mean, we need not it. taking anything away from Nigeria, but mm-hmm. kind of what Drake does when he starts including Nigerian artists, like featuring them on tracks, like opening the world's kind of ears and eyes to something that's uh, been there and been a force yeah, in its forever. own right. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden then a visibility for, yeah, you know, African definitely. music in this in this pop culture that mm-hmm. we're in, you know, even though they were probably fine with having, you know, what did, uh, I mean, there's been several big, uh, big groups in Nigeria and Ghana and Senegal, Absolutely. you know, they have their own scenes, but brought out on a world stage. I no. think it's so important because we can't always see everything from Africa as like world music. Exactly. <laughs> it's right? pop yeah. culture. It's mm-hmm. been and it's always going to be the root mm-hmm. of everything. So it's about time. But also this moment, right? There's also hip hop is is there. The medium for social media, you know, Africa is a very young, young, young culture and old at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, the continent, maybe the average age is like 27, 28. So, you know, it's not the same gatekeepers, you know, they... they they, they do it on the phones and they push it out. So I think it's an incredible time to discover I mean, music. Yeah, and know? next step must be, I mean, definitely fashion is already happening, mm. right? Mm. Like, I mean, I can feel kind of like when I'm on the streets of 
Johannesburg or Cape Town, that's basically where the flyest, the flyest oh, new fashion no is, is yeah, like yeah. found. But and but the next step where I really feel like the the continent of Africa isn't getting its proper is, is food. Yeah, right? it, like, but it's it's, it's about to change. I still, mean, African restaurants are considered like yeah, just that you call them African restaurants, and also they're like, ooh, something super exotic yeah. with banana and peanuts. No. But it's, you know, it's it's honestly it's it's just like all great African culture, it doesn't exist on a linear path. Some of the most exciting food in the continent is is road food, is street food, mm, right? Mm. If you eat in Nigeria, first of all, I've I've been to Nigeria, cooked in Nigeria, and tank, I never eat in restaurants. Mm. The food starts at night. You know, it starts with Afrobeats, we go and have suya late at night, you know, people pull up with the cars, and then you eat suya, you know, suya is this skewer dish that comes from the Hossa people up north mm. by the border of Niger, and you grill the meat, and you put this peanut sauce on top, and that's kind of, a, it's its own thing. It's like you live in, right? Because mm. it's not just the fact that you're eating it, mm. The scene, the dress scene, the the style, the food, the music, all of it. And it mm. starts maybe like 1 a.m. And, you know, now for the first time, I actually talk about it in the book, The Rice. I talk about for the first time now, American chefs, most of them African-American chefs, are going back to Africa to study because, A, they know that that's the birthplace of a lot of food items. Mm. But also there is a whole other remix version there of its food mm. similar to Afrobeat. Mm. So a lot of my great friends in, in, in the States are going back to J.J. Johnson did it, uh, Edward Jordan did it, and we have our chef friend Michael that's been on our show actually mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that navigates, tell them where to go. So it's, it's a vibrant food scene, not necessarily in restaurants. No, no. This, this, this moment. 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 One of the things that comes from the same West Coast, as a chef, I have to bring it up. This is the this is the thing that Nigerians. Uh, Ooh, where are we going? Because uh, I think Nigerians I try to take. They don't yeah. understand. But it's not theirs. Uh -uh. It's oh, oh. actually from Senegal uh -oh. and Gambia. Belachin jollof rice. No, jollof rice. It is one of the biggest gifts because for Say me, it it's again. the burst of. If you think about what we know here, more as paella, for example. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, jambalaya from New Orleans. Risotto. Uh, no, no, it's Risotto, a different that's rice. Else? Okay. Because the wall of rice really starts with broken rice, yeah, right? Yeah, Which is yeah. a shorter grain rice. And, you know, I was just like, when you were coming in today, I was like, hmm, I wonder if she makes a mean wall of rice. You know what? I've done it once and I was all right. But thing is, I don't eat meat anymore. So to me, like the flavor of that rice kind of, mm -hmm. it kind of doesn't go the same way. But it's my favorite food. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and thank Benachin, you for bringing this shit. up. Because I'm yes. provoked by the, this is the jollof, whatever, it's not as good, you, thank you. Because I, I hadn't made that connection before. Oh. I mean, I know that in Ghana, in Nigeria, they call it jollof rice. Yeah, but they separate the rice I didn't know that jollof rice, the name of it, does it come from being wolof rice? The wolof people, so. I mean, it, it so wolof became jollof. So wolof became jollof. Nigeria. Like, Nigeria's a big country, mm -hmm. and anything good... Go like, easy now. Suya. There might be Nigerians no, coming no, on the show soon. they can have. <laughs> like, it's, it's like one of these things, like... Actually, let's be specific. It comes from Senegal and Gambia. It does. Yeah, yeah. And it is like, you know, when you come into Dakar, for example, the dried, what makes that rice is really this dried shrimp paste that is very funky. It's a fermentation process that it's overwhelming, but it's also what makes that umami, that makes that dish so good. So I was like thinking about it. Yeah, they have, have like netitu that's from some tree. Yeah. That's called, it's like gum something, something that they put in it that gives it that. It's really, really special. But have you been cooking through the pandemic like, oh, like Jason is the master chef. I he love went in like, 
<laughs> he went in on, like, on a two and coming we, out on an eight. Zayna wow. and I, we've had like an ongoing conversation of like we should cook dinner together. Mm-hmm. Yes. Should, and it still hasn't we happened have yet. To. But yes. we, we, I know it's going to happen. But checking you out on Instagram, <laughs> I see you going to the special, to the Indian store, buying your, yeah. you know, um, you know, I, okras I, and things. Exactly. Yeah. Buying your fresh okra. So tell us about what, you know, what is cooking meant to you? Like, Cook- especially now, this year. I love cooking. I've actually lived in an apartment without a kitchen for three years. And mm, that was a wow. very weird thing for me to do. Yeah. I think I was on tour It's like before. being in a hotel room. That's what it is. Because mm. I was on tour. I was yeah. very yeah. stressed out. And I bought that apartment. And they were like, you buy it, but you have to build the kitchen. Yeah. I didn't do that. Because I was just stressed. And I'm realizing now, when I have a kitchen, that this is my therapy. Like, I love cooking so much. Mm. It's the only place where I can relax and just, like, be inventive and, and do things. And also, um, I was in Gambia last year, and I started to recreate all of the Gambian dishes, but vegan nice mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. It tastes so, so nice. Go, and it, so that's it's your really challenge. easy. Yeah. Like, benashin, like, perfecting the vegan benashin. That's what I'm like, trying to do. Okay, where do you <laughs> yeah. get your... Maybe you get your umami from, like, fermented uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You can yeah. Get some fermented maybe like or funky seaweed, mushrooms. I don't know. Yeah, seaweed? we'll try something. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I, I had an idea. Seaweed, I'd definitely. like to have a, a cooking show and just, like, go to all different Gambian or, like, African countries with all my friends from different places. Nice. And try to cook and eat something. Is there a spot, That's my dream. Up, like, is yeah, there welcome. a spot in Stockholm where you can go to get, uh, like, uh, bisap? No. Mm. That, oh, to buy it. Up from or where you get the because uh, I know like for example, the Gambian and Senegalese like hot sauce, mm. the chili sauce is like very. I mean, this is not taking any way anything away from any of the other West African uh, no. chilies. They're Don't also start. very very powerful, hmm. but it is you know life. it's hot. It's yeah, hot as hell. It's very so. Do you have a spot in Stockholm where you go to to like purchase to the, the stuff thing. you need? I'm thinking about it right now because um, Bissap like that. Green. I don't even know what that is in English, but I don't know where to buy that. Hibiscus leaves, right? So I don't know where I can get that. If nah, anyone knows, nah. let me know. I just <laughs> found okra the other day, and I was super happy. But yeah. but I have to ask you because I was like, I was thinking about when did your father, your family, when did your father come to Sweden? Because one of the things that my mom did was like, anytime, you know. We saw a black man in Gothenburg when I was growing up. My mom stopped the car, pulled the kids out of the car. <laughs> we had to go up and say hi to them. And oh, it was wow. equally, uh, you know, the guy was just, he was maybe like 22, 23. I was like, hi, ma'am, so nice. <laughs> and we were like, the little kids. And my mom's like, kids on me? there's not a lot of black people where we live. We, we, need, to, we need to meet. So it was like any guy. Point. And yeah. I was like, so I think I met your dad you when he was have. chilling in Gberg. You know, I was just envisioning him like Kekke's father or something, like our friend Kekke's father like that. Because we, I met all these anonymous men mm. through my mom. Um, they're just like, hold the car aside. The kids need to have black influences. <laughs> so I apologize for my mom ahead of time. But like, tell me, tell us about his journey and, and, and all of that. So my dad came here, I think it was in the 80s, early 80s. Mm. He was in a band called Ifam Bundi. I'm very bad at pronouncing that. I'm sorry. Um, but they were one of the first like West African groups that kind of brought in influences nice. from Western music. So they kind of mixed Mbalak with James Brown and other mm. kind of funky like soul things. Um, so he came here to play. He was a drummer in that band, and then he met my big sister's mom, and mm. he stayed. Mm. So that's how he came here. And, and then he kind of sadly stopped making music. He tried. He, yeah. It was like an ongoing, I'm going to do it. 
he played a couple of shows, but it's difficult with that kind of music here, I guess. Mm. And like, so all he, the, all he of the left the band and, and decided to stay, stay here, yeah. 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 And then we later on, when I was, uh, how old was I, like five, six or something, we went to live in Gambia again. And then he kind of nice. restarted his um, musical. And musical how was that career. experience? Like, how was that? It was great. Like, I think about it a lot um, as. The years, I think we went when I was four, came back to Sweden when I was seven. Mm -hmm. And it really formed me. Mm. Like, it really cemented, mm -hmm. like, deeply who I am. Mm. And I'd never, even though there's a lot of weird things and it's very different and mm. all of that, but I'd never change it. And I'd probably Beautiful. do the same with my kids because if I could. Because something, I, I, I just feel it with you, you know, in your art and just in your person that, you know, I... I myself uh, have a, a black parent and a white parent and... I have so many friends who have that same makeup and it's different how close you are to your your one parent's country. And it really mm. feels like, well, you know, obviously you live in Sweden, so you're close to Sweden. Sweden is a part of your heart, but but also a part of your heart really is in Gambia. Definitely. And I, I think I, I made it a mission when I was younger to really think about that kind of thing for all the people like me, but mm. that haven't had the connection or been able to like have the culture open up for you in that way because it's scary and it's weird mm -hmm. and it's mm. if you don't have a parent to kind of see you through that um and i was kind of more like chucked and in and left there it, but right? introduce you yeah. and and have you kind of understand things instead of like mm. shaming you for not understanding mm. things so i'm totally like if you want to go to gambia come with me let's go because there's that you know a lot of people i've met during the course of my life here in sweden with a black, a black parent have that disconnect to sure. yeah, their african heritage it's and hard. their african culture and and at the same time growing up in in sweden mm. and being othered constantly or being seen as even though you know you're born here this is the only language you speak apart mm. from english yeah uh you're not one of us yeah if you don't have that connection to your heritage or to a part of your heritage, in a sense, a part of you will be lost. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think just because uh, I started school there, I learned mm -hmm. the language. So those couple of years were really important because if you at least understand, I'm not very good at talking it, but I understand what they say. Mm -hmm. So that's a way in and, and just understanding a lot about the culture. And so I can choose like a lot of things still are weird to me and disturb me a little bit. But just feeling like I can be myself here. And also mm. later on in life, really understanding and feeling like you need me to be myself here. Because mm. yeah. yeah. like we, they need that as well as we're needed here. We're different because mm. we're from two different places. I've been thinking about tomorrow Instead of drowning in the past we had good times even back when Dreams were all we had to last Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professional you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jason gave you the nicest compliment before we came here today. Like we, we were talking about your favorite songs and my favorite is still. Mm-hmm. And Jason was like... I did a whole album trying to tell something. She did one song and told a story in one song. What's up with that? Hard times. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, no. In 2014, I recorded a whole album. It ha- there had been an, uh, an election in Sweden, the party whose name we don't mention on this podcast. What party? I don't know. That. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But it was a party, not a party any one of us are invited to. But anyway... Um, they had just gained a lot of momentum and I was really frustrated about this growing racism and the normalization of racism that mm-hmm. then unfortunately since then has accelerated. But and so all of that leaked into this album that I recorded. And so out, of the, spring out of the 10, 12 tracks, well, the election had been the election was coming up, yeah. you know. Uh, but I released it slightly before the election. But okay. I was already mad. Yeah. And and, uh, and I was frustrated because uh, all this anger was leaking into the music. And then you dropped Hard Times. Mm. And I was just like, wow. Without mentioning, you know, without m- specifically mentioning things. And with, mm. you know, just like the way Bob Marley did it. You know, with a <laughs> lot you. of air between the yeah. words. A lot of air between the lines. No, you know, you just captured my whole everything you know (laughs) and at the same time managed to be it was both like anger pain but also hope and strength yes and that to me is is mastery (laughs) and and genius you know and i would say the same thing with still because it's such a pretty song you know there's a couple of pretty songs that you always just think about i always think about 
uh, Human Nature. That's such a pretty I song. Love that song. Mm-hmm. It's and, true. It is very oh, pretty. So, pretty is a good word. Oh my for that. God, it's mm-hmm. so delicate. But when I hear still, oh my God, it is like perfection. Yeah. You know? Thank you so much. You need to check out a track nice. called You that's saying about that. That's <laughs> just like it. Seriously, seeing you do that live, it uh, you know, that's what my is favorite it? song to sing live. It brings tears to my eyes. What it, every no, but time. talk to me. What is it? Well, it's you know, it's like when cooking is just mm. like two ingredients. Boom. No, you guys too nice. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know. We yeah, want to know about yeah, the new yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. So, no. Boyka, Boyka, no pressure, yeah, no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> palm oil in the We no, got the palm the already. <laughs> so we got it's the palm vegan. already. It's vegan. It's vegan. It's definitely vegan. Absolutely. We got the seaweed. So yeah. what, what's the new songs about? The songs, I mean, I think I've always come from quite a negative space. Not That's a bad way of describing it. But I've been sad about things. Mm-hmm. And I've wrote songs about problems, like a lot of us do all the time. And mm. I feel like I'm, I'm growing into myself a little bit more. I'm not as sad anymore. I changed nice. a lot of things that made me sad. And it's You've working out. I've got a kitchen. <laughs> like, I have wonderful uh-huh. people around me. And, and nice. So I'm, ha- found love. I'm happier. I am actually in love. love. I have a boyfriend, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Never thought. Yeah, but that's a game. That's <laughs> no, like it's crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So it's different. A lot of things are different. And I'm also. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down. Slow it down. <laughs> so where did you guys meet? Like, how did, like, <laughs> oh, I want to know. Don't, don't like, uh, what did it, what did, like, whoa, what, what, what makes him special? Tell me. He's just wonderfully kind. Nice. And an Sweet. amazing singer, which is crazy mm. to me. Oh, beautiful. Because we can, like, stand at home doing the dishes singing, which was my secret dream <laughs> for mm-hmm. a boyfriend that I never thought would ever happen. Wow. And, and that's a hard one to, you know, to find in Sweden, to be honest. <laughs> you so know you what? Really, True. Yeah. <laughs> True. So you waited for a reason. Yeah, I, I maybe yeah. I did, because I, I didn't think so before but I realized I did so my songs aren't about like depressing love anymore and I might write a few just because but it's not a feeling I have and so I have a lot of friends writing songs for me and they're a lot about just life just the Mm. same kind of emotion but words that aren't as maybe universally like moment it's not as serious but it's still beautiful so that's what I'm trying to find I'm trying to find that playfulness in the music that I loved with like Destiny's Child where the wording is Mm -hmm. different from Mm -hmm. maybe the way I've written songs Um, but I'm just excited it's a little it's lighter it's happier it's fun and um, the chords are beautiful which is so it's so you can nod your head to it it's so paradoxical though right in this 2020 Mm. right this kind of beautiful vacuous year like bereft of all the usual joys that we have in life that's when you're finding this but that's when we have to work we mm. have to find positivity mm-hmm. that's I, we i really feel that way mm. like this is it's therapy so instead of kind of energy, digging yeah. digging myself into the darkness i'm trying to like i actually my first thought with creating this album was I wanted to create a space where black girls could have fun and everything was perfect. Mm. I just wanted a nice. paradise in my mind. You know? Let me say this. Okay, so for all our non-Swedish listeners, the the most, like, uh, uh, the radio show with the biggest uh, listener, or with, the, with the biggest audience each year is during the summer months in Sweden, uh, a famous or, or important Swedish person gets 90 minutes to speak. Mm. 
Uh, we've all three of us have done it. It's called the Summer Talkers. Soma Paltana. And you know, you did something in your in your uh, summer program that really just just struck a chord in my heart, which was you kind of you turned you know, you have like one and a half or two million people listening to this radio show. Everybody's finding out who you are, mm-hmm. your life story, and you're playing your like songs that have meant things to you. But then towards the end, I think it was of the show, you spoke directly to a little black girl somewhere in Sweden, oh, like beautiful. somewhere you didn't yeah, know, and telling her how to what to do with her hair. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that was just so, you know, that was so powerful to me, just... Thank you so much. Seeing I, that, you know, the lostness we spoke about before that we've all, even though we had parents have experienced at some time or another, but that somebody might be experiencing yeah. even more. And just something, you know, simple like what to do with your hair. I, I made that show with my sister, Amir Bramasi. She was mm. the producer for mm. it. And mm-hmm. I think always... Sweden's I talk- number one podcaster, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, big up boss again. <laughs> True. No, but I, I just... Always, I write songs for people, for myself, for people that look like yeah. me. And that's the mm-hmm. only people I know. Like mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And I remember playing Way at West, and this one kid came up to me that looked just like me when I was younger. I think she might have been like 12, 13, and she told me that she loved my music. And I, I get like chills to this day because those are the only things that, because we all matters. know like the... the having everything you want and applauds and accolades and things it's cliche but it's true that that doesn't mean anything in the end in the end of the day so that was just those memories are things that stick to me and i remember being so lost and having to look at mtv to find people that looked like me um so i just thought that that would be a good thing to do and and really essentially everything i do is for like 13-year-old black And knowing girl. that yeah. your, your yeah. hair can be beautiful. Mm. You uh, know, it's a struggle, but let's yeah. go. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 No, that's great. No, yeah. it's interesting with Sweden. It's so, I mean, you know, again, in comparison to the United States, where despite all the oppression and the bloodshed, um, there is a visible and vibrant black culture in the public spaces. I mean, it's unavoidable. Absolutely. It's the dominant culture almost. Yeah. Whereas in Sweden... That same African American culture and black, you know, global culture is enjoyed, you know, and consumed uh, happily mm. in this country. But the visibility of black people and their culture in the public spaces is like, I, I, for me growing up or for us growing up, was very limited. But one you thing, know, one thing that I appreciated um, about growing up in Sweden in terms of black culture was actually not just only having the United States. We had England mm. and. Africa as well. So, for example, having Sade, whoa, that was different. That was mm-hmm. not American mm-hmm. to true, me, true, right? True. Or soul to soul. Mm-hmm. That was different. Again, that's, mm-hmm. those two things couldn't almost be produced in America. So, by having, and I do think with Afrobeat there is, and, and UK rappers, there is a level where, of course, they listen to American hip-hop, but they also listen to African music directly. And I think that is one of the beauties about being in Europe is that we now have France that has strong African culture. We now have, of course, England, of course. But so blackness, you do get another pipeline that might not end up in America. True. And I, True. I, I really appreciate that. I do appreciate sort of this 
other blackness that comes mm-hmm. via Africa mm-hmm. and West Africa is a huge part of giving us that via London, via Paris, via Brussels. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to Sweden and then it's very different. Like, you know, Shade is probably one of the best examples. Like that is not an American machine, you know, that's no, a, no, no. something else, you know. Burn always ca- also carries that torch today, I would say. Yeah. But yeah. And we, I mean, we have a Swedish connection with that also. I mean, we have the Sherry family to think about that. Thank you. But, you know, like think about when, you know, Nina Buffalo stands and then, of course, Tatio and the whole family, Eagle Eye, Eye, you know. such big inspirations. Mm -hmm. But but see, I can't really think of, you know, Sweden didn't really have a soul music. I mean, there was soul, there was soul music in Sweden, but it wasn't real, real until you, not for me anyway, until you came along. So well, blackness was. I mean, you know, I think Tatio did a lot for her first album. You know, at um, Man in the Moon and her very first true, true. stuff, and that whole blackness wave was an important part of putting down the flag for Swedish R and B. You know, got a rep for Gothenburg. Jennifer Brown started also. You know, what I mean, it's it's it's. It, there's levels to this shit, right? What do you see? To Did me, you? like the most soulful yeah. person is Nene Sherry because cool. I've never, like, I've never seen what I do as soul music. I understand that it mm-hmm. sounds like it, but just well, it the has raw, soul. It, and, it, it, of course, it, it has undoubtedly it has soul, does. even though it may not be. We don't have to categorize. But I think yeah. we've had a lot of very genuine kind of emotive black music mm-hmm. coming from mm-hmm. here, but it's just ha- it hasn't been seen that way. And I think also like the way I sing a lot of times, just because I sing with a certain, uh, sing in a certain way, mm-hmm. that's like more you translate it to being soul music. But it's an honor for it to be soul music. I just mean that we've had a lot of very very. Like Nen and Sherry to me is a soul singer. Like what's mm. happening? Like she she's had the, serious she's swag the coolest too. Yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her I daughter know. is doing it now. Mabel yeah. is doing yeah, it now. Yeah, all the, the whole you family. You should do and a I, track with Nene. Have I, you? I've actually that hasn't happened, but she I've would wrote it on yes. my. I hope so. I just have to find like a perfect, perfect thing. But mm. Nene told me one thing like two years ago when I was trying to finish my last album. I was just talking to her because I did an interview with her in England mm. once, and she just said that. Are you bragging? Her dad, yes, <laughs> I'm bragging. I've met Nene. I can continue. She can brag. <laughs> no, but uh, she told me that her dad had said, don't let them change you. Yes. And that's, mm. she just said that mm. to me. And I Beautiful. remembered it, that whole rest of the process because it was difficult um, mm. to not like have all kinds of opinions seep into making the difficult yeah. album number two. And it really helped me. And and I always think about like how life must have been for them because they but, didn't have anyone but, before but them. But I feel like you're really claiming your space now with the you know, the aesthetic, the presentation. I saw you, you know, you know, I saw part of your live tour last, you know, 2019 Mm. pre-pandemic when that kind of stuff was still Mm -hmm. happening. Just everything from what the band was wearing to what the band was sounding like, what the band looked like. Yeah, Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. Very important. So tell us about that, like reclaiming that kind of decision-making power. It's just me realizing that, my whole, my all my friends were, majority of my friends were black. My family was black. And, and the people I worked with weren't black. When I was creating mm-hmm. music from, like, the depths of my soul, I wasn't being able to mirror myself in any black people. I couldn't talk about certain things. And I just thought it was important to have Beautiful. equal parts black people in my band because mm-hmm. also I had never saw that. I didn't even know about what black musicians there were. So mm-hmm. I had to kind of start with the manual, my wonderful music director, and then we 
kind of put nice. together a great band. But it's like you also be understanding the space and you being an advocate and an activist at the same time. You know what I mean? Because you know you have you're gonna have a tour and a certain amount of people is gonna work on that and mm-hmm. then you present yourself. So that that's really yeah, really huge audiences are coming to see it and that's doing something just the visual. Then you don't even really have to say anything. Just that they see it. Like Yeah. Yeah, sometimes that's wonderful and sometimes I, I get frustrated also because everything I do kind of is seen to some extent as like an act of rebellion. Mm. To, but, you mm. know, everything it everything comes from a place of me being black. I'm black. I like it. That's nothing that I can change. Mm. So, of course, this is my life and I sing about it. So I just thought it was important to have that be on stage and, and people see that and also bringing more women in to do things mm. and just having fun. Listen, How, having I, fun know, for I, know, I know I'm slow, so I'm a little bit like an AOL or Bing it here, but <laughs> I, we forgot one guy and talk about Swedish R&B, because I, I felt like we, that was short, but I do think that Stephen Simmons, Stephen Simmons did definitely. an incredible, and it was a young girl that was really popping. She was so talented. Awa did a great job, too. Awa Mane, yeah. I love. That yeah. was one of the yeah. people. She I produced listened her, her album. own tracks. Yeah. She did? That's I didn't know that. That's what a lot that. of people don't know. So, she so was definitely one of the people. Shout out to Awa and Stephen mm. Simmons. And Stephen, you know, Stephen was in the studio with with uh, D'Angelo's producers and Prince producers. He also Steven. gave me my first job as a singer. Wow. Nice. And he also wow. fired me. Oh! <laughs> I'm not allowed to I'm leaving it right me. there. But wait, that's not... That, that should be like... Oh, <laughs> there we go. Right. There we go. <laughs> Gunshot. What happened? I want to okay, know. Okay, tell us. Tell us. Nah, I don't know. I, I think I sucked probably. That was no. back in the day when you know, I did a little bit. I didn't understand that when you come to rehearsals, you're supposed to know the music. Because mm. I went mm. to the music school, then when you go to rehearse, you learn the music. Mm. Exactly. So I came there scared to death and didn't understand anything. But I remember Mello, singer, wonderful, mm. also soul singer. Mello's He's has the smoothest voice. Mm-hmm. He was so kind to me and tried to help me. But like to this day, I'm not very good at like sounds so cocky but background vocals because mm-hmm. you have to be so extremely strict with the tones and you can't have no flavor time. like yeah. that so I, I wasn't very good at that job but he did fire my ass did you wait, ever wait, did wait, you, that, did, that was good yeah. that was good that oh, he yeah. fired good for me. because yeah, he I had saw to, that you have to like <laughs> need go to stand on your, on your own legs you know, and now, you know. <laughs> have you ever checked out 20 Feet from Stardom that doc yes I did yes I did a long time ago wonderful incredible is all the backup singers that you know they have the voice are incredible, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually Whitney Houston's mom was always Sissy was always a backup singer, right? And mm-hmm. then um, Lisa Fisher is probably the one that she was on all the Luther stuff and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it takes a certain character not to stepping forward. That was really and some of the and best singers, the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just and you harmonize. Have, no, I think about okay. classical musicians. Like mm-hmm. you're playing what third uh, third violin yeah, or something and you have to be on fucking point with playing that violin but you have to do exactly only what you're allowed to do nothing else mm. that's your job wow. yeah. it's different than you know being like you are stepping into in the, the yeah exactly yeah it's true exactly. no it is L- Luther did a lot of I mean he had Lisa Fisher and Witness Mom mm. on his backup his backup singer with Nathan he was backup for one of my favorite David Bowie, Bowie songs called Young American mm-hmm. so this is very you know so R&B yeah and that's Lu- and that's Luther in the back. Really? I didn't Luther. know that. Luther in the back. Madonna was backup for uh, "Born to Be Alive" with Patrick and Nana, one of the first disco pop hits. Mm. Madonna was backup for that. I always I'll be checked. honest. I used to love Madonna when I was a kid. I can Material know, Girl. Great. Yeah. Oh, it was dope. With what's his name? Jellybean. I think his Jellybean. Name was Jellybean. Of course, that Jellybean. Produced it. Yeah. It was like funky. To me, that was really pre-rap stuff. 
but I think for me, like I, I think a lot about who does my background vocals mm-hmm. on records, and it's very precious, like to hear another voice and to have that be consistent through an album you gives have, you like, a texture. Sarah, Kendra, so we got, we yeah, have had so many vocals. wonderful singers. I've been so we got, so we got, so we got a choir here. Awa's coming back on the album. Steven is definitely doing the piano on the album. <laughs> you and can fire Jason, his ass, you and know. Jason, and Jason. <laughs> you better play that piano right. <laughs> and Jason is coming in on the one lane here, too. Yeah. So we definitely got the choir I ain't right singing, here. though. I want to sing with Awamane. I think she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I really, I played um, a big show like two years ago or something like that, and I wanted to have her and Nene, and I can't remember who else I wanted to bring on, but I just think mm-hmm. we don't get Pauline, right? Mm-hmm. Pauline. Yeah, I, love I loved her. Pauline from Small Lunch. Dope. Soul she has crazy dope. voice. Dope. Like yeah. crazy. I love that I'm getting homework Mape, here. Mape, yeah, Jackie yeah. was there. She did mm-hmm. it, and mm-hmm. I just think that we need to talk about them more, Swedish mm-hmm. music history, because they mm-hmm. really, they made some records when they they sat the TV back in but the it's day. just like you know it's just like the effect of Obama having been president we're starting to see now just that that the millions of black and brown people around the world seeing the young kids seeing that it's actually possible mm. and in 5 10 15 years we're going to see the effect of that when they grew up and it's like I saw him do it or I saw Kamala do it so that's why yes. I did it I think you you're having the same effect in music, Absolutely. and I mean, but, you, but just like you had you. the that legacy from other artists before you, you're also giving that to to the you know young boys and girls uh, around this country and and in other countries too. I hope so. Thank you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I really and hope it's, so. And thank you for not, you know, it's such a ambitious like it's it fits the world right. Like I love when something comes out of Sweden. But it's for everyone. Yeah, the right? sound is the sound it's, is definitely not. It's not small time. It's no. not limited. No. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We're going places here. We're yeah, going yeah, busy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Big sound. Yeah. <laughs> no, Thank you. Thank you for coming on this moment. Thank you. I could sit here for two hours more. That's Thank what you I was guys. about to say. We could definitely go another hour, but <laughs> yeah. we'd love to have you back on the show. Anytime. You know, whatever you guys want. Yeah. Yeah. This moment is your home. Hopefully. Thank you. Next time you're in Brooklyn playing Afro punk, you come by. You know. You know, you're when always you, welcome back. Thank Absolutely. you. This and is congratulations. wonderful. Like, so, we can't wait for the new album. And uh, I'm, I'm invited to two release parties and, next and, year for Jason's but, album. <laughs> I'm Definitely. But also, but also, the vegan Benashin. Yes. It, it will be expected in 2021. Okay, okay. You know? I'm going to try not to be scared to cook the, for you crack guys. Crack the umami code. I will. Definitely. Right. I'm going to lock it in. Bless. Bless up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. More of that energy coming up. So beautiful to have Sainabo on the show and uh, hoping that she'll come on again soon. Next week, folks, is a huge deal. We have climate change environmentalist extraordinaire Al Gore, Mr. Vice President, joining us on this moment. My, both my parents were lawyers and thrilling to have a chance to take part in American democracy at its best. I could hear the battle hymn of the Republic being hummed in the background when I had these town hall meetings. So join us as we talk about his rise, climate change, and so much more. Stay tuned and have a beautiful week. Peace.
imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 